0: Alright, um. All right. Yeah. Yeah, how do we. I don't remember how to start these. We just. I, anymore, just kind of. You just We just. Into, yeah. we just jump in. Yeah. Feet okay. first, head first. Yeah. A like a with a fireball, they just
1: so, Matt, uh, what do you know about hallucinogens? To call Avengers, a- like the drugs? Just any sorts, just any any
0: kinds. Yeah. Um, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, not a huge amount. Okay, I've never I've never partaked. Um, I've uh, they make you freak out. They they make you see things, experience things, smell things. They, they screw with the senses. Yep. Um, and your brain your brain chemistry. Right. Well, that
1: that's what we're talking about today. Is a guy who can do that with the power of his voice. Oh. <laughs> that's impressive yeah we were talking about one angar the screamer i'm not familiar with him no he's he's a weird one although he has actually appeared in the mcu
0: <laughs> okay yeah um i need to hear that story yeah i guess or at least more details on that but um angar the screamer yeah so does he like okay i, I get the screaming and the voice thing yeah. but does he have to actually scream or
1: yes. okay well I, I guess we get into it yeah, yeah. we get into this so, uh, David Angar was a radical social activist and possessor of a frankly unwarranted amount of chest hair, <laughs> uh, who agreed to undergo an experimental treatment to give him superpowers to figure his, uh, or to further his ambiguous social agenda. Oh, devious. Yeah. The worst. Uh, what he didn't know is that this treatment was actually provided by Moondragon, uh, priestess of the Moon Titan.
0: So Moon, okay, uh, Moondra I'm not familiar with Moondragon.
1: Moon Dragon is uh, the daughter of Drax the Destroyer. Okay,
0: now I'm starting to yeah. remember from the from the legendary card game. Yeah,
1: she's she's a super cool bald lesbian.
0: The, okay, okay, that's that's can bring yeah, things um, back.
1: Thanos had a scout ship that was scouting Earth, and he saw, or the scout ship saw, like this car that had uh, Arthur Douglas, his wife, and his kid in it. And was like, oh no, someone saw us. Better kill them. So the ship shot them with lasers and blew them up. Sure. Um, The daughter, Heather, survived, but only barely, and was taken by um, one of the elders of Titan to be raised on Titan as a weapon against Thanos. Oh, okay. While Drax was resurrected by one of the forces, or Arthur was resurrected as Drax the Destroyer by one of the primal forces of the universe. Yeah. Okay. I realize... I, I, the the I, comics I, origin of Drax is very different from the, the uh, MCU. The MCU, yeah. Sure. I, I uh, gotta admit, kind of liking the MCU version better. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. Like, it's, <laughs> well, not more sense, but it's more streamlined. Well, yeah, it's just, here's a guy, and he's angry because his daughter died. Right, right. That's,
0: that, yeah. There you go. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, yeah, um, Heather was raised as Moondragon on Titan and was taught their martial arts and given psychic abilities and all sorts of stuff like that. Okay. And was raised to be a weapon against Thanos. Okay. Uh, so she came back to Earth and was like, okay, Thanos is coming. I'm going to have to test Earth's defenses to make sure that, like, they can fight off Thanos. Sure, sure. That's so she, important. she called herself uh, Madam Evil, and called herself a supervillain. Oh, <laughs> all right.
0: They didn't teach her creative naming conventions, apparently.
1: No, this is what happens when you uh, have a cool design for a character, but do not have a name or a background yet. <laughs> okay. Um, And then just kind of try to retcon the whole thing together.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, so, yeah, I've she, been there, So, she was
1: trying to test Earth's defenses, and um, in preparation of that, she created this technology that she used on David Angar to give him his screamy voice. Okay. Um she became convinced that San Francisco, which is where Daredevil and Black Widow were currently living, uh-huh. was under the control of Thanos. Okay. Why the, did she think There was an evil businessman who came across her and she mentioned like I am here to fight off Thanos and he's like, "Oh, I can probably use this superpowered clueless space lady." <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, Thanos is in control of this city. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's an incredibly complicated story, and I don't quite understand it myself. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> That's... Okay. But it was like the... One of the origin places of cosmic Marvel comics. Oh, really? Was this story here and the uh, the first Captain Marvel stories. Sure. And it's like... they, Like I mentioned, they had this design for Moondragon, and they're like, oh, she's a cool villainous and then they're like oh no we really like this design we're gonna have to keep her around also we forgot to give her a name uh madam mech evil oh, lord <laughs> and then like immediately <laughs> they had her computer be like hey that's a stupid nickname you gave yourself she, she's like shut up computer <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we have Moondragon who's giving people in San Francisco superpowers, but she's giving them to the wrong people under the guidance of uh, this this stupid businessman. Okay. He does business. This jerk businessman? Yeah. He ends up not mattering a whole lot beyond, like, instigating the plot. <laughs> and if you look him up on the Marvel database, the only listing on his page is powers, none. That's all it says. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even powered a business? No. He's not even a good
0: businessman. No. He's just a good jerk. Yeah. <laughs> just weird manipulative jerk. Like, what was his end goal
1: necessarily? He wanted to take control of San Francisco.
0: To what end?
1: To like, have like, San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> to have that's a San not, Francisco. But that's
0: not how. <laughs> 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 like, I, I don't think. Can you? But <laughs> I, I mean, I know, I know comic logic, yeah, yeah. but you, you can't just own I, a city.
1: <laughs> yeah. well, that's what he was trying to do: was take control He's of San Francisco. Not a good businessman. No. <laughs>
0: I mean, you can walk anywhere you want and say, "I own this city." But there's gonna be lots of paperwork yeah. and other people who are gonna disagree with you. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah. lot of litigation that it's gonna like.
1: No, no, there, there's you, you don't own the city. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of problems with this plan, but we'll see where it goes. Okay.
0: Like I don't know. I don't know why I'm just so hung up on owning San Francisco. <laughs> like I know that like taking over the world is kind of a a staple right. of like the Saturday morning cartoon thing. Right. Right. But like I I think it, maybe it's because that's so grand
1: that it's. It's obviously super villainy. Well, and it's like, Where I will is... make all of the armies of the world bend to my will and stuff like that. And, just, and then it's just like, I'm going to take control of San Francisco. And it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. <it's> just, <laughs> That's it's... more unobtainable than taking over the world. <laughs> right? Like, it's just, it's, 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 it seems more ludicrous. I don't
0: know why. It's <laughs> <You> just, no. <laughs> and, and yeah. Just it's, it's very silly. Way.
1: It's very silly. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. Um, Moondragon Dragon used this technology to give Angar shouty powers that he could use to give people um, hallucinations. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: So how yeah. does so she can just bestow
1: power to other people? Apparently, yeah. With this with this Titan technology. Okay. That she has. Um, Angar had taken to working with uh, Kerwin J. Brod- Brodwick, who was the businessman that Moondragon was working with. So she w- he was using her people as his henchmen. Sure. To take control of San Francisco.
0: After <laughs> a- aforementioned, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh Angar's first assignment was to take out Daredevil, who was like the local hero at the time. I mean, that's a pretty good
0: matchup, I guess. Like if you've got a hero I I don't know how how much intel the villains have on Daredevil and his power set, but like if you have a guy whose whose superpower is uh I mean, grossly um, understating it, super hearing, right. uh, sending a guy who makes very loud noises is a good idea. Yeah, yeah.
1: People don't really know what Daredevil's powers are, or even if he has powers. Right.
0: Like, that's uh. kind of what I... That's why I meant, like, the intel so, thing. Because so it's I, just
1: kind of a, a fortuitous matchup on, on uh, Kerwin's part It there. just happened to work out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because, yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of the whole shtick of with Daredevil is n- the, the villains don't know he's blind. <laughs> right. So... Yeah.
1: But yeah, Daredevil was giving an interview at Rolling Stone magazine, like the, the actual magazine, with one of the reporters from the magazine at the time. Like, as a cameo? Yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and then uh, Angar popped out on the street and started yelling at things and giving people weirdo hallucinations. Sure. So, uh, that didn't go well for old Daredevil because, it, like, with his radar senses, it really affected him badly. So he tried to fight Angar, and it didn't go very well. Black Widow showed up, and Angar used his hallucinations to turn her against Daredevil. Uh, The two heroes managed to break Angar's influence. By that point, he had already escaped. Okay. So victory for Angar. Okay. Uh, By the time Moondragon realized that, oh shit, this place isn't under Thanos' control, oh shit, I've been had, oh shit, oh shit... (laughs) Uh, It was already too late, and Angar and her other creations had already helped Broadwick take control of another piece of Titan technology, the Terex. The Terex? Terex, T-E-R-R-E-X. Which looks like uh, if the Hulk had rolled around in grass clippings. (laughs) Just a fuzzy Hulk? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Wait, that's what the tech looks like? Yes. Is it a a man? Is it a thinking man, or is it a robot? That's kind of a... I don't know. It's like... (laughs) It's both. Like I said this story is fucking weird, man. <laughs> I read it and I don't quite get it. Okay. Um But yeah, the the Terax is like a it's like an earth construct thing. Like or like it makes an earth construct and it has the power to kill with a thought. Okay. So yeah, it's a it's a great big hulking thing that can kill things with a thought. So
0: sure.
1: That's a problem. That I mean, yeah, that would be a problem uh Brodwick who was already old uh merged his ailing body with the Tarek so he could control it like manually I guess sure um and accidentally killed Angar's girlfriend whoopsie do causing the uh the screamer to turn against him during a battle with uh Daredevil, Moondragon, and Captain Marvel who had shown up <laughs> just, just just hey I'm here too now yeah but, oh shit this is getting cosmic <laughs> I better get over to San Francisco <laughs> That's, is that's my thing. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, Daredevil. I'm the cosmic guy. I'm
0: I'm the cosmic man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to help solve the cosmic plan.
1: Yeah. So Moondragon used her psychic abilities to boost Angar up further. And he used his scream against Terax and trapped him in and I am quoting from the wiki here a black void with the egg of creation. Which, after being shattered by Terex, enveloped him in a wave of black unlife that erased him from existence. I don't know what any of that means. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, okay, run.
0: So, oh, okay, Angar,
1: okay. whose power is screaming at people and giving them hallucinations, screamed so hard at Terex that he trapped him in a black void with the egg of creation which was shattered by terax cuz T- terax destroys everything around him sure and when it broke it enveloped him in a wave of unlife that erased him from existence okay that i was
0: able to digest a little bit more of that but that's that's a lot right that's there. a lot man it's a lot to take in <laughs> and this and this this is what our screamer
1: can do he did this once. He's never done it again, and I... It's, like, not even mentioned under his power set. <laughs> so I think this was something that Moondragon did more than anything, and he was just kind of the tool. <laughs> I, I don't... Yeah.
0: Okay, but this wasn't a hallucination of this event. This was a literal...
1: Apparently, yeah, yeah. Because T-Rex is, is no longer an ongoing concern. He's gone. <laughs> He's never come back. <laughs> And this is what happens when you're riding by the seat of your pants. Yeah. And you got to be like, oh shit, we created something that we literally can't stop. Oh shit, oh shit. Um, T-Rex put it in a void with the egg of creation.
0: <laughs> That's when you hand the mad libs out to a school. Yeah, uh, pretty school much. grounded. And, and then when you get it back, you just pick the best. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so after this whole incident, uh, Angar became like a gun for hire. Just like a a thug we have completely skipped the fact that he was like a uh social activist <laughs> like that is just not a part of his character anymore <laughs> and now yeah. he's just he's just a superpowered henchman okay I yeah. can't, mm. so right. uh, this put him into conflict with iron fist I mean, I'm kind of glad he went
0: away from the social activism. Yeah, yeah, but that could
1: that could been sticky. <laughs> could have, very. If they ever would have said what he actually stood for, that could have been sticky. Yeah,
0: that was going to be my
1: question
0: too. Like, what? So it's never mentioned what he actually no. stood for. He was just a
1: he, he, social activist. He, he was like a hippie, kind of, kind of, but like a late age hippie because it was the 70s by this point. Sure. Okay. I mean, but like beyond that, I don't know, man. Sure. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you went against Iron Fist at the behest of one Master Khan. Uh, and he kidnapped Colleen Wing. Sure. Uh, as Angar used his voice and his hallucinations to break her mind and turn her against Iron Fist. That's pretty standard hat yeah, for comics, yeah. I feel. As well as uh, using his voice to hypnotize the Khan soldiers to be loyal only to Khan and to feel no fear okay yeah wait but okay i don't know how his voice did that but it did
0: i mean i guess hallucinations can do pretty strong things especially yeah. to the weak-minded as it were yeah um, i mean weak-minded is kind of a sticky term it's as far as talking about human beings but yeah. um but talking about comic book henchmen that yeah. makes sense yeah, yeah. i guess um also there's that no fear thing again that we we got we talked about it last time That's a problem. Mm -hmm. Fear is important. Mm -hmm. Anyway.
1: But uh, Iron Fist broke Anger's control over Colleen, and Colleen fought back against uh, her abuser, slicing him across the stomach with her katana. Yeah, go you. Yep. Uh, So he healed at that point for a while.
0: And okay then, not immediately oh, okay. i see i was like no. he
1: healed like sure? not immediately Just, it took him a bit he had he had been sli- he had, sliced he, across he, stuff. i
0: think you meant he, he recovered it yeah. took him some time to recover from yeah, that yeah. okay
1: yeah. i got it uh but he came into conflict with the uh, spider woman uh-huh uh who originally attempted to help him after seeing some cops who, harassing him so like he was on the street and some cops were, were giving him giving him the business well, good for you spider woman yep Angar chose that moment to scream, which caused everyone to have a freak out, leading Spider-Woman to the conclusion that both uh, cops and screaming hippies suck. <laughs> uh, I'm not
0: going to I'm not going to make an argument against yeah. it all.
1: Uh, Angar was hiding out in an abandoned amusement park, which basically makes him a Scooby Doo villain at this point. <laughs> yeah. And Spider-Woman tracked him there, uh, upon which he unleashed the full brunt of his voice causing her to hallucinate that she was under assault from every villain she had ever fought. Oh,
0: well, that's cool.
1: Yeah. That's, mm, all right. The, the problem is uh, Spider-Woman is a, was at this point an extremely violent person <laughs> and was kind of known for beating people to death or nearly to death. Wow, okay. She's, she was pretty hardcore in her first series. Sure. Like, she was rough. Um. But yeah, she went into a frenzy and launched a bag of cement at Angar, mm. which he inhaled. Uh, and uh, sent him into a coughing fit that he was unable to scream. uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's probably going to have other issues. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that was a pretty major one at that point, because uh, Spider-Woman was still super pissed off and beat him into traction. Okay. Yeah. Wow, (laughs) Spider-Woman. Holy shit. (laughs) That's hardcore. (laughs) Uh, And sent him to the vault. (laughs) Because <laughs> yeah, because yep. he was not he wasn't beat down enough. Yeah. All right. So later, after recovering and then escaping from the vault, oh, because Lord. that's what happens. <laughs> uh, Anger teamed up and entered a relationship with Screaming Mimi uh, to rob banks, based solely on the fact that they were both shout-based villains.
0: I don't know who Screaming Mimi is.
1: She's a she's a villainess <laughs> who has voice powers. I'm, okay. That's it. I, I, fair i guess yeah. just write it on the tin all yep. right uh the two disguised themselves as hawkeye and mockingbird to uh, rob banks
0: sure uh before
1: being captured and pummeled by the originals <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's you're gonna do that yeah yeah that that is going to invite <laughs> that's a bad idea yeah. yeah uh angar later attended the wedding of absorbing man and titania oh lord uh, as all three were usuals at the bar with no name. All right. There's okay. that place again. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it shows up a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good place for villains to go and Just like be, be villains. Yeah. And it doesn't ever have to be in one spot because the idea is that it moves around. Right. Uh, Angar later teamed up with the Headsman, a group of villains who all had weird heads. <laughs> Like Dick Tracy villains or something? Almost, yes. <laughs> the, the idea was, other than, like, one member was created to be new to the group. And that was a character called Ruby Thursday, who had, like, a shape-shifting head. That, <laughs> okay. It, it was, like, a round, like, polymer sphere uh-huh. that could shape-shift, like, tentacles and stuff like that and grab people with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the other ones were uh, characters from the 50s comics that were brought back. And they were usually characters from like Marvel's horror comics. Okay, uh, their leader was the second Gorilla Man.
0: Because gorillas have weird heads. Well, no, because or does he have a weird head for a gorilla? No. Okay, Uh, he
1: was a scientist who was like extremely adept at doing transplants, but he was using gorillas as his subjects. So he was transporting like transporting gorilla parts into people, (laughs) and the gorillas. Somehow got superhuman intelligence and watched him to learn the operations. Okay. So they put his head on a gorilla body.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now I see why you couldn't answer my initial question. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah. And then there was a guy called Skinny Bones. Who was a scientist who created a shrinking spray? But did he just shrink his head? No, he shrank his uh, skeleton. Not <laughs> like his skeleton and his organs and everything under the skin shrank, but not the skin itself. <laughs> so his
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So his weird head is—he's got a big like wad of skin laying over his skull. <laughs> It's pretty gross.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Skinny bones.
1: Skinny bones. Oh my god. Sure. And the other one was a uh, guy called Zardu the Mystic. Uh Uh-huh. Who was a, like, crank who passed himself off as a, like, stage magician. Sure. is like, a, a powerful mystic. Uh-huh. And wasn't. He was cheating people out of their money. Okay. And then he, like, got mad that he got caught, so he tried to give himself actual superpowers, like, actual mystic powers. Uh-huh. Uh, and gave himself, like, an injection in the back of his skull. Okay. That caused the rest, his head to fall off the rest of his body. So he's, like, a head in a jar. Okay. And that's the headsman. <laughs> okay. So he, so Angar teamed up with those with those like individuals. Okay, now, does Angar have a particularly weird head? No, no, he doesn't. All right. But the leader of this band of people was Doctor Bong, who is a Howard the Duck villain, who has like a bell for a head. Oh my god! And one of his arms is like a clapper for a bell, uh-huh. so he hits himself with the with the bell, and it makes sounds.
0: Okay, so not the bong that I thought no, of initially.
1: No, no, no. no, no. <sighs> okay, but yeah, Doctor Bong was going to take control of the multiverse. Of course, he was by creating a cosmic bong in the world's quietest room. Fucking what? I don't know, man. In they the... were stopped by Spider Man apparently, so it didn't happen.
0: <laughs> Wait, okay, hold on. I've got. What's the world's quietest room? It's in Tibet. Okay, okay.
1: It's an actual place.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's an actual place you could go. And you can, like, hear your blood flowing through your body.
0: Oh, okay, cool.
1: Yeah. It, it dampens, like, literally all sound. Okay. It's it's wild.
0: What's a cosmic bong?
1: Apparently that's when he goes to the quietest room and hits himself in the head with his clapper. And this is And somehow this would take control of the uni- of the multiverse.
0: There like I know the good good South South Park joke of the question 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 mark uh, yeah. profit, but I think there's more than one step of question marks in this. Yeah. But.
1: I yeah, I don't know, man. Oh man. Okay. But yeah, after this little stint, um, <laughs>
0: Chris, I know you're trying. You're trying to teach me about this scream boy, yeah. but man, there's a lot of other stuff going on that I want to know about.
1: It's okay, man. It's okay. Anyway, but yeah, uh, after this little stint with, with the headsman and Doctor Bong, Angar went back to uh, robbing banks with his girlfriend. <laughs> So, man. That was were, a bad idea. Yeah, you guys were weird. There was a dude with a tiny skeleton. Yeah, this guy. This guy over here, this
0: skin man is really freaking my shit out. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to go hang with my girlfriend. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to go do us.
1: Yeah. But while they were robbing a bank, Anger was shot by a guard and bled out. What? So he he fucking died. Just died. Died while robbing Just a bank. Got shot and died. Yeah, he got, he got gut shot and died.
0: I mean, that'll do it, but after the adventures, that's kind of a... Wow! Well, this is uh, comics, Matt. He ain't
1: done yet. I know, but still. <laughs> because he was later resurrected by Baron Zemo and the Fixer. Uh, okay. Uh, During their tenure as Thunderbolts. Okay. Uh, the Thunderbolts were a team. Uh, They were the masters of evil in disguise as heroes. Right. And they came out after a bunch of the Avengers and the Fantastic Four and big hero teams like that had vanished because of a different event. They were gone. They were off the table. Sure. So uh, Baron Zemo like created the Thunderbolts as a replacement team for the Avengers and everyone. Right. And that way they could gain public trust and then do whatever their master plan was going to be. Right, right, right. The problem was some of the villains that he recruited for this ended up liking being heroes <laughs> that, okay that's a good twist it's I a like good that. story it really is okay. it, it's like a one of the better like late 90s stories it's really good sure um and it was a lot of infighting between the thunderbolts and stuff like that as they tried to figure out what the fuck they were going to do yeah actual heroes joined the team <laughs> uh at one point hawkeye was brought on as like a supervisor for the team as like an experienced <laughs> hero and it was really funny okay cool uh, but uh, Zemo and Fixer wanted uh, Screaming Mimi to join the team. So they gave her the uh, identity of Songbird. Okay. With her voice-based powers. Yeah. And she was one of the ones who not only want, kept wanting to be hero, but it has stuck. She's still a hero. Oh, wow. Okay. She's cool. I like her a lot. Wow. Alrighty. Um, but they got her to join the team by saying, hey, we'll resurrect David. Like, he'll be alive again. Damn, they really want her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the problem was, when they resurrected uh, Angar, it was as a being a solid sound, similar to Claw. Well, okay. So he, he's a person made of solid sound. sound. Yeah, just, that's, alright, that's quite the concept. Um, but And as a result, like, he was, wasn't David, he was this other creature. Sure. And his powers raged out of control, and eventually Songbird had to put him down. Alright,
0: I'm, I'm curious as to, like, why Zemo and Fixer could do that, but not actually just bring the guy back. I don't know. Man. That's, <laughs> like, we can't we can't actually bring him back from the dead, but we can create this fucking weird shit. <laughs> this <the> sound <laughs> monster. This
1: sound creature. Yeah. But uh, it's okay because he was later resurrected through unknown means and was seen at the bar with no name. He's
0: just, now he's just there, huh? Yeah, yeah. He's...
1: <laughs> You know there was, in, a, in a more what recent comic, like that was um, bringing back Power Man and Iron Fist as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a shot of the at the bar with no name, and people were like, "Oh shit, those guys are back!" And um, David was seen at the bar, like saying how much he hated Iron Fist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, now now it looks like that's the end of that's your... the
1: end of David's story so far.
0: Okay, so now I need to look up some pictures of these guys because uh, I the have... The Yeah, Just everything, everything going on here.
1: I would have done them, but there's honestly not much to them. They're just weird guys.
0: Okay, well, there's a picture. Okay. There's Angar, the screen. Okay. Yeah, see his
1: chest hair. <laughs> I forgot about the chest hair thing. It's one of his more important features. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I can't help but notice that uh, his MCU version, though, does not yes. have a lot of no. chest hair. He,
1: he was in the MCU in an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. okay. Where he
1: was actually one of the few, like, comic people brought into the show. They didn't do a whole lot of that until later seasons. Yeah. But in, the, in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he was just a guy who had surgery on his throat that gave him a shout that could knock people out.
0: Uh, I think there's a little bit more going on here, based off of a picture of him screaming and his jaw is open like a snake. Yeah, but But yeah. uh, sure.
1: But yeah, that his scream didn't cause hallucinations in that one; it just knocked people.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, let's see here. Screaming Mimi. That's a bunch of helicopters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's the name of a helicopter.
0: <laughs> Apparently. Okay. Why is she? Why? Why is she dressed like a jester?
1: I don't know. That's just... That was her original costume.
0: Okay. Um... Oh, God. uh... I'm so scared of Googling Skinny
1: Bones. (laughs) Your search history is going to be so fucked up, man.
0: Skinny Bones... Okay, well, I didn't come up with anything. Marvel. Skinny Bones Marvel. That's a lady. What? (laughs) Um... Go to the uh, search Marvel wiki. The headsman it says, it says Dorothy Underwood. No, that's not correct. <laughs> um, okay. Headman. Oh, not headman. headsman. Oh. Okay. Okay. Oh God. I see him. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I, sure see, do. I see him. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> Gorilla man. Yeah. Wow. Why is his hands and feet so big? Oh, I don't like skinny bones. No,
1: skinny bones is the most unfortunate <laughs> I don't of not like, I
0: don't like skinny bones. I mean, I'll admit he doesn't look as bad as I thought he was going to. No, he's just got kind of a
1: pointy head. He's just got loose skin? Yeah. Who's the lady? That's Ruby Thursday. That's okay. the one with the shape-shifting head.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, okay so. Well, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Let's get a rundown of uh, what all Mr. Angar can do. Okay. First, he's got his sonic scream. Sure. uh, Which can cause hallucinogenic effects in all those who hear it, lasting for up to 12 hours. That's... wow. Okay. Uh, The closer a person is to Angar, the more potent the effects of these scream and the longer it tends to last. Okay. Angar cannot control the visions his victims see. Which kind of begs the question about how he was hypnotizing those people earlier, but whatever.
0: Well, I mean, I guess if they were already loyal to yeah, what's his nuts? Um, but okay, I mean, maybe maybe there's a little bit of like predictability
1: in that. Like... They they do tend to slant towards the nightmarish, sure, and are usually scary, and sometimes they can get so bad that they can cause amnesia in some victims. Okay, uh, Angar is immune to the effects of his own powers. I would hope so. Uh, and he can scream for up to an hour at maximum power. Fuck me! Suggesting that he has greater lung capacity and stronger vocal cords than the average person. I would hope so, because goddamn! Yeah. <laughs> That's... Alright, in his sound form... The... the After the, coming back the, from the, the dead. Yeah, the resurrected sound form. Yeah. Uh, he does not need to eat or breathe. Right, because he's sound. Sound but, does not need to no. eat or breathe. But does require air to move around in. He has to have air Just to... like sound. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I dig it. He's completely immune to physical damage in that form. Sure. Uh, but can be dispersed through, like, wind and things like that. And scattered. Okay. Um, but he can reintegrate himself after that happens. Sure. He could use sound as a concussive weapon. Like, well, he can create sound and, and hit people with it, basically. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But could not use his previous shout powers. Okay. Okay. Uh, While in this form, he could not speak and seemed to be mostly mindless, acting as a being of pure instinct. Sure, okay. Interesting. So it honestly makes a question if Zemo and the Fixer actually resurrected Angar as this form, or just created something completely new and told uh, Songbird it it was David.
0: (laughs) Right, that's what it sounds like, but Uh I mean, I guess we're not here to split those hairs. Um, So... Wow, okay. Um, that's going to give me some things to work with, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, Other than that, he is just a normal dude. Just a normal dude with yeah. with the super screams. Yep, that's it. Okay, well, uh, then I am probably going to go quiet here for a bit while I get this guy up. Um, I, I kind of liked how I handled it last episode where I didn't talk my way through it the entire time yeah. because that that's such a nightmare to edit. Okay, yeah, just do whatever you um, do like there's a few different ways that we can handle this secondary form um the i think that the that the the, the cop out would be to just do two separate stat blocks right. i don't i would rather not do that no um and i also don't think i would like to do it as like a shapeshifter because like <laughs> i very much feel like once he goes to a sound form he don't go back yeah um honestly what i kind of want to do is give this guy a mythic form, similar to how some of the mythic monsters in, in vanilla D&D work. Right. But at a much lower challenge rating, because obviously he's not going to be that mighty, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, I know that kind of um, goes against what the whole idea behind the mythic stuff in that is. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that would be very interesting. So, okay. um, So let's see here. Um, can you think of any good names for our man?
1: Furious Yeller.
0: The Furious Yeller, okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, would you say Neutral Evil? Or just Neutral?
1: No, Neutral Evil's fine.
0: Okay. Now the challenge rating. This is the next step that I usually like to do. But, man, that's tricky. Um, I think I'm gonna go, let's do a five. A challenge rating of five. Um, has he displayed any level of, like, physical prowess? No. So.
1: Nope, he's just a dude. (laughs) Well, I mean... Not even, like, a heroic build dude. Just a dude. Just a dude. Okay, so
0: I'm gonna give him a subpar strength. So he is immune to his own effects, but not necessarily other sonic-based attacks, correct?
1: Correct. I mean, he could be if that's the way you want to go, but...
0: I think I might give him a, a resistance to thunder. Okay. I think that just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm not... So yeah, I'm not super set on Furious Yeller is his name. All um, right, I think that we should come up with something a bit different. Soundbreaker, okay. Does that sound good to sure. you? Sure. All right, so I, I soundbreaker I think feels better for what I have here. Okay. So he's a medium humanoid, neutral evil. His AC is twelve. I didn't even give him armor. Oh well. We can always give. Just hair do does not provide much protection. <laughs> it's true that the vest that he's wearing does not offer a whole lot. So I'm just going to leave it that. So uh, AC of 12, but his hit points are at 150. Uh, that's 20d8 plus 60, pretty high for a challenge rating five creature, which is what I have him at. Uh, it's actually in one stage higher as far as challenge rating goes, but I think that the AC there really helps offset that. Okay. Uh, he's got a speed of 30 feet because he's just a man. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Strength of 11. So plus 0, he's got a dexterity of plus 2, constitution of plus 3. Uh the only reason I gave him a little higher constitution is because we, we as we were mentioning the increased lung capacity right. and stuff. Um he's got an intelligence of plus 0. He decided it'd be a good idea to team up with the headman. Yeah. So whatever. Um a wisdom of plus 1 and a charisma of plus 1 because let's face it, the chest hair does something. To someone. To someone. Um I gave him sa- uh, saving throw proficiencies in Constitution and Wisdom. Okay. Um, that Wisdom is not that high. There we go. Uh, and damage resistances to thunder, like we kind of mentioned there. Right. Uh, just because that makes sense to me. I know it's not really supported in the comics, but whatever. Um, passive perception of eleven. He speaks Common. And there we go. Okay. Now his traits get a little tricky. So I gave him the mighty lungs trait the sound breaker can hold his breath for up to an hour and can project his voice to be heard clearly from up to one, one mile away. All right. I, I looked, I Googled it to find out how far away a human being can be heard. Uh-huh. Um, and the, uh, I guess the, in clear still conditions, it's up to like 500 and some odd feet. All right. Uh, but I figured that for a man who's screamy like this, <laughs> a mile is, is yeah. perfect. No, that's fine. um, and that's his only trait, at least in his first form. Okay. Um. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna jump to his actions really quick. Uh. So he's got multi attack. The Soundbreaker can use his hallucination scream and attacks twice with his short sword. Because this is D and D time, so he has a short sword. Okay. Which is a plus three to hit and an average of seven piercing damage. Whatever. I gave him two d six instead of one just to help try to offset that. <laughs> uh. To to help him give it give him something. Uh, his hallucina- hallucination scream, though, is a little bananas. Uh, it's on a recharge of five or six. The soundbreaker lets out a scream so loud and potent that it scrambles the minds of those who hear it. All creatures within 60 feet of the soundbreaker that can hear it must succeed on, or m- they have to make a DC 16 constitution saving throw. Creatures that can hear the sound within 30 feet of it make the saving throw at disadvantage. Okay. Uh, to kind of emulate the potency of the right. closer you are, the worse it is. On a failure, the target becomes frightened of an object or image that only the target can see for up to one hour. Um, so <laughs> I'm borrowing I'm borrowing a lot from a critter kibbles that you just recently yeah, did yeah. from uh, the Tingler episode. Yep, from the Tingler episode. So uh, if for those of you who might be listening to this uh, on the regular feed, uh, some of this will be from our our. Patreon exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, give us five
1: dollars and you'll find out.
0: Yep. Um. I'll I'll cover a little bit here. Okay. But uh, not not as in in depth. Um. But I thought that th- that was kind of uh, apropos as okay, far yeah. as piggybacking off of what you've done so uh they can they become a, frightened of an object or an image that only they can see for one hour and use the advanced fear rules if available that we outlined in the tingler episode so um what this means is uh, as far as that first part that only they can see uh it's not that they're afraid of the the our scream man here yeah it's that they are afraid of something they perceive okay. and the DM can work in whatever they magic they want with that um the advanced rules uh the advanced fear rules um are something that you of course created mm-hmm. uh that kind of extrapolate the fear um, rules of vanilla DD um make them a little bit more interesting and dynamic mm-hmm. uh and really pushing into the like fight or flight kind of
1: yeah fight flight or freeze or freeze so um Instead and I of thought, just, you have to run from the thing. Right, right.
0: So this is a little bit more complicated than that, but I think it makes it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then creatures can repeat this saving throw at the end of each of their turns, ending the effect on a success, because having to do that for an hour would suck. It would. <laughs> uh, once a creature succeeds on the saving throw, future attempts at making the saving throw are granted a plus five. Okay. So they're not immune, but it does become easier for them to, okay. to resist it. Um, and they get that bonus for the next 24 hours. Alrighty. And then I gave him a concussive scream. The soundbreaker shouts loud enough for its voice to become a concussive weapon. All creatures within 30 feet of it must make a DC 16 constitution saving throw, uh, taking 4D8, that's 18 thunder damage on a failure, or half as much on a success. So that he can just do every turn. Right. Okay.
1: Cool. Um,
0: If he wants to forego his hallucination scream or short sword attacks. Yeah. But now let's go back up a little bit to his traits. Okay. I gave him one called Sound in Its Purity. Now, uh, as I mentioned before, going silent for times is going to be cut. Yeah. Um, I mentioned that I'd like to do the mythic actions and the mythic things with this guy uh, and apply it towards a creature that is not, you know, challenge rating 30 or whatever, Uh, which I think is interesting, personally. Mm-hmm. Um. And as a refresh, what that means is... Uh, basically, he has this trait that activates when he drops down to zero hit points. It revives him, gives him a slew of new abilities and traits, and uh, awards the players double the experience right. if they beat him. Um, so, what this is is, if the Soundbreaker would fall to zero hit points, it current its current hit point total instead resets to two hundred hit points. It gains immunity to thunder damage as well as bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Its mighty lungs trait stops functioning and it gains the sound barrier trait listed below. Which we'll get to in a second. Um, It loses all attacks except for its concussive scream. So it can no longer do the hallucination scream and uh, drops its sword. Um, Its intelligence becomes four, which is a minus three, and it loses its ability to speak. Additionally, um the Soundbreaker can now use the options in the Mythic Action section for one hour. Award the party an additional uh, 1,800 experience yeah. for defeating him Like just after the Sound of the sound and its Purity activates. So. Okay. Um, and then the trait that activates that Sound Barrier is uh, after its Sound of Purity... sound ew. After its Sound and Purity activates, the Soundbreaker gains the following abilities. It does not need to eat or breathe, but does require air or water to move through. Uh, It gains a swimming speed of 120 feet, and while in water, all of its attacks are considered critical hits.
1: Oh, God. Yep.
0: Um, I know that that wasn't really outlined in the comics, Mm -hmm. but that's just how sounds do. So (laughs) I figured that that would be a neat little add-on. And then uh, his mythic actions... Uh, If the Soundbreaker's sound in its purity trait has activated in the last hour, it can use the options below as legendary actions. Um, These are relatively simple. I gave him the Concussive Blade, which is a ranged melee attack, which is a ranged weapon attack, plus three to hit. Um, I based it off of his Constitution, because I thought that that would be um, interesting since it's just screams. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's one target, and it deals 2d6 plus three thunder damage on a hit. That's an average of ten. Then we've got Ear Burst. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. A target creature that the Soundbreaker can see and that can hear the Soundbreaker must make a DC 16 Constitution saving throw or take 2d8 plus 3 thunder damage, an average of 12, and be deafened for one minute. So it does a little bit more damage, but it also kind of makes them immune to some of his other stuff. Right. So, But then we've also got the Punishing Force. Uh, excuse me, Pushing Force. We got Pushing Force. I couldn't come up with a better name for this. Whatever. Uh, it's a ranged weapon attack, plus three to hit, 15 feet range, um, and it deals an average of eight thunder damage, and the target has to succeed on a DC 16 dexterity saving throw or become knock prone. All alright. And that's pretty much it. So...
1: So he's a very unique, like, control monster. (laughs) Yes,
0: very much so. Very much so. Like, he'll do... He will dish out some good damage Mm -hmm. compared to uh, any other challenge rating 5 monster. Yeah. Um, So he's not going to be a slouch in that department, but that's not necessarily what his goal is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after he... After that trade activates, yes, then he's just going to be doing damage like crazy. But before that, it's all of that fear and Mm -hmm. hallucination stuff. So... um. I think I think it's, I don't know if it works, but I do I personally. I I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate the sweet sweet lies. Um, but I do I do think it's interesting, yeah, which yeah. is is my main goal. So, um, anything else to add, Chris? I got nothing already. I did my part. You did. Um, well, cool. Uh, I appreciate that. Super fun. Um, so if you are listening to this on July 1st, then thank you so much for your support. We really do appreciate it. Um, if you are listening to this on, uh, August 1st or beyond on the main feed, God, August, fuck me.
1: Yeah, I know. The year's <laughs> half over, man. What the hell?
0: Oh, man, that felt weird to say. Mm-hmm. But anyway, if uh, if you are listening to this in the main feed, do please consider supporting us on our Patreon. $5 a month will get you a huge backlog of content, including these bonus, like, the the uh, modified fear effects. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a stat block based off of a scarecrow from Batman and a uh, bunch of other stuff. A truck. Um, a truck. I, I always made... have to <laughs> shut out the truck. The, tru- the truck is <laughs> in there. Um, I made a, uh, a creature... Loosely inspired by the man spider from Spider Man. Mm -hmm. So, just to tie into more comics stuff. But, um, but yeah, we got a bunch of stuff there. Uh, really appreciate the support, and there's all that. Um, I did officially come to a conclusion on what I'm going to do as far as the, uh, not keeping it behind the paywall. I'm going to start releasing the stat blocks, but not the episodes. Okay. Which I think is a fair compromise. So, um, but anyway, uh, So, yeah, you can get all of that or bonus criticables episodes. You can get this Comics Crunch one month early. um, And then uh, who knows what else in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can't swing the five bucks a month and you just want to help support us, uh, just a dollar a month, tip jar. Um, If we do get some support, I'll definitely add some rewards for that as well. Um, But anything helps, even just word of mouth. So... Um, And with that, uh, thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you in another month.